0: Missouri basketball in a tough spot tonight on the road against Auburn, coming off an emotional victory over Tennessee. But you know what? Auburn in a tough spot of its own. So do I think Missouri has what it takes to pull it off? Let's talk about that and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hail you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen and thanks for telling a friend that you can go to LockedOnMizzou.com to find the links to YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And oh, by the way, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, that means you've got Amazon Music as well, and that means you can listen to this show ad-free. So there's a little bonus tip for you as well. But you know what? When it comes to Missouri basketball right now, obviously all things pretty much going as well as you could possibly expect. Missouri with the the biggest win, certainly, of the Dennis Gates era so far. DeAndre Golston with an improbable shot. Well, unless you've followed DeAndre Golston this year, maybe then a little bit less probable than you would have thought. But you know what? I think for Missouri tonight, I think this is a really, really tough spot for the Tigers and if I didn't follow this team so closely and wasn't such a huge fan of this team if this were just any other team like say I I don't know Wake Forest or something just to pick a a big team a big power five or high major team at random if Wake Forest was coming off the kind of win that Missouri had on Saturday well I'd be fading them tonight on the road, a second road game in a row, coming off a big emotional high like that. Well, typically, as somebody who studies, obviously, basketball betting and human behavior in general, well, that's definitely a spot that I would normally bet against that team. But you have to take a bigger look because, of course, what spot is the opponent in as well? Well, Auburn's in a little bit of a tough spot themselves. So, yes, well, generally speaking, I'm going to go toward the home team on a middle of the week SEC basketball game. The thing is, though, Auburn has not been playing its best basketball lately. Now, Auburn losers of five of their last six ball games here in the conference. Now, part of that is a tough schedule for sure. There isn't a single opponent that is bad in that stretch whatsoever. And in fact, I said five out of six in the SEC. Let me amend that slightly because one of those opponents was West Virginia, obviously in the Big 12 SEC challenge. But regardless, Alabama came in to Auburn this past Saturday, a few hours before Missouri would play Tennessee. And well, that was a really nip-and-tuck basketball game for the most part before the Crimson Tide actually pulled away late for a 77-69 victory. And I've just got to think, well, Auburn was really desperate for a victory there. And obviously, anytime Alabama and Auburn hook up in a meaningful basketball game. Yeah, it's not the Iron Bowl, I guess you could call it. I don't know what. What do we call the basketball rivalry there? The the Iron Skillet Bowl or the Cast Iron Skillet Bowl, something like that. The just the Cast Iron Skillet, not the bowl. It's not a bowl, it's a skillet. All right, stupid stupid joke there, but in all seriousness, that to me is just as tough of a spot for Bruce Pearl and his squad because you know Coming off, again, a couple losses in a row on the road in the SEC to Tennessee and Texas A&M. You knew they were going to put everything they could into that game against the Crimson Tide at home. Big-time atmosphere, just couldn't quite pull it off. The Tide really are that good this season. And I just think that while Auburn is decidedly on the bubble right now of the tournament, you got to say they're probably on the right side of it at this point. I think that the other Tigers from down south are really going to be desperate for a victory, but at the same time, will they be able to muster the energy as well? Again, most circumstances, I think I would fade the spot that Missouri is in tonight, but there's just something in the back of my mind, something about this matchup that tells me that maybe Missouri has a little bit better of a chance than you might imagine. Now, Auburn certainly has enough size and rebounding prowess to give Missouri's, frankly, porous offensive and defensive glasswork, well, they're going to give them problems. Again, especially when Missouri's trying to secure a defensive rebound, that's probably going to be a problem once again for Missouri. But you know what? It's kind of going to be a problem all year for Missouri because the thing is, defensively, well, let's be honest, Missouri really only does one thing well defensively, And that's forced turnovers. If they're able to discombobulate the other team's offense, get steals, and all that good stuff, well, the game will probably go pretty well for Missouri on that end. But if they don't, they can definitely be picked apart by just about any high major type offense. But offensively, on the other hand, well, here's the good news. Well, almost everything is all systems go, really. I mean, Missouri shoots it well from the outside, from the inside, they pass it. They share it. They play fast. The only thing they don't do, they don't really offensive rebound or get to the free throw line a ton. But again, other than that, offensively, no complaints whatsoever. So for as much as at times we maybe focus, in my opinion, a little bit too much on the rebounding aspect of the game, because really what it comes down to is if Missouri, who is currently, as we sit here nationally, the number four team in terms of adjusted offense in the country so obviously an incredibly elite offensive team if they play that type of basketball well they can beat anybody if the shots are going in they can beat anybody if they're going to shoot 50 percent from the floor 40 percent from three I mean with the, the pace that they play obviously the Tigers can play play with and beat just about anybody and obviously coming off that Tennessee win everybody is talking about The DeAndre Golston shot before the win, the one that I called the greatest buzzer beater in Mizzou basketball history. Well, I do think there was an interesting sequence before that that is worth talking about, which is, number one, with 4.2 seconds left, Tennessee fouled Missouri, and as I pointed out in my previous episode, I thought that was the right play. Tennessee with a three-point lead, took the foul there, fouled Sean East, East misses the first free throw and actually made the second one. And at the time, you know what, my initial reaction is I was kind of mad that he made the second free throw because I thought, well, you know what, we got to try to miss it, get a rebound and somehow hit a three-pointer to tie the game there. But really, obviously this is somewhat maybe with the benefit of hindsight, but that's okay. We can learn from hindsight, right? It's not always about being correct in the absolute moment. I'm not the coach, right? So what I sort of failed to realize here is, well, actually, once East missed that first shot, the odds of Missouri actually getting an offensive rebound and kicking it out, hitting a three, well, the chances were actually probably better when East made the free throw, made it a two-point game, and if you notice, Missouri actually fouled before the ball was inbounded Very, very wisely, by the way, especially, again, in retrospect, with 4.2 seconds left, no time runs off the clock. I believe Honor commits the foul there. Tennessee goes to the line, misses both free throws, of course, and by the way, how huge was that lane violation on the second miss? Because, again, because of that lane violation, no time goes off the clock, and I got to think, That with 4.2 seconds left, that's not enough time for Missouri to get off any kind of a clean look. Certainly not as good a look, relatively speaking, as Golston got off the end there. So obviously, kind of a hidden little moment there that to me allowed Missouri to at least have a chance to win the game. And coming up, let's talk a little Mizzou football because if you believe the early projections, well, this stands to be Eli Drinkwit's best Missouri football team since coming to Columbia by a pretty significant margin. So, again, let's talk some Tiger football. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar because if you're looking for a delicious treat, yes, even on Valentine's Day, you got to try Bilt Bar because you don't want all of the unnecessary calories and sugar that go into so many treats on the market these days. And after all, once we get past valentine's day well it's truly time to get into pool shape if you ask me and by the way if you want to know what makes built bars so good well for starters they're covered in 100 percent real chocolate that's right real chocolate and not only can you find them at built.com available at walmart and sam's club as well so again If you're close to Sam's right now, just pull off the highway. Don't even bother with the on-ramp. Grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, and you know what? You can thank me later. Thanks once again for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the brand new Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college hoops in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players as well. That's Locked On College Basketball. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And again, switching to the gridiron here for just a little bit. Well, I couldn't help but notice the S&P Plus projections are out. Those of you may know that big Missouri guy Bill Conley, the inventor of that particular model, and if you actually look at his, well, not only just the projections, but the end of season advanced statistical rankings, which obviously there's no perfect stat that is going to tell you exactly what's happening in the world of football. But the S P Plus stuff, to me, is definitely better than just your raw yardage stats. There's no doubt about that. And to that point, well, last season, while the record didn't really indicate progress for Missouri, another 500 regular season for Eli Drinkwitz, but if you do look at the advanced statistics, which again, takes into account a lot of different factors, including strength of schedule, well... Suddenly, you realize that actually this was, and by this, I mean the 2022 Tigers was the best team of Eli Drinkwit's three seasons by a fairly significant factor. And even better, well, the projections are saying that the Tigers should be even better than that this season in 2023. As of today, well, the projections for Bill C saying 32nd in the country. Not bad. Would that be considered progress for you, a borderline top 25 team next year? I would say it probably does represent that. Now, the problem is with Missouri's schedule, once again, you could see some tangible improvement in some areas, but maybe not in the record books. You never know. So would 6-6, six and 7-5 six, and five do it for you? Well, I suppose your mileage may vary. But to me, the point here is that why are all these projections, why are the at least these specific projections kind to Missouri right now? It really just all comes down to per- returning production, as far as I can tell, because despite losing Dominic Lovett, Missouri's best and number one wide receiver last season, other than that, the Tigers weren't hurt by the portal at all and, in fact, were helped for the most part, it would seem. But really, the biggest wins were the people that Missouri got to return. Tyron Hopper, of course, the middle linebacker. But really, the two biggies to me were Ennis Rakestraw, Chris abrams Drain, Just those two guys, not to lose either one of them to either the portal or the NFL draft, just a gigantic win. Because, well, while obviously Missouri's going to miss Isaiah McGuire and DJ Coleman on the outside as pass rushers, to me, the big key of that entire Missouri defense last year was the play of those two corners, Abrams drain and Rake Straw. So to have them back, well, that just shows you the type of returning production that Missouri can expect next season again, other than love it too, most of the Missouri important players are back offensively as well. Questions obviously remain at the quarterback position, but a lot of reasons to believe that Missouri can compete next season in what is obviously going to be an incredibly important, if not pivotal, season for Eli Drinkwitz. And coming up this morning, The Athletic put out a nice long piece with a lot of access to Dennis Gates. And I thought in particular there was one quote from Gates that explained a lot about him as a human being and one that just... I found incredibly interesting. So let's talk about that coming up and what I think Dennis Gates understands about humanity pretty darn well. But first I want to tell you, of course, about our friends at FanDuel. Ah, yes, FanDuel, the number one sports book in America, one of Locked On's newest partners. We certainly love all these guys at FanDuel. And here's the deal. Brand new customers, you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. And now that the midpoint of the NBA season is here, now's the perfect time to download FanDuel. And you know what? You can bet on everything you can possibly imagine, including the Missouri Tigers tonight, who are plus 215 to win outright in Auburn. Honestly, if I were going to, be confident on the Tigers, I'd probably just go with the straight up victory and not mess with the point spread. But no matter what you're into, don't mess the, miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel dot slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Well, so far, it seems like Missouri's legendary coach, Norm Stewart, has given the seal of approval to Dennis Gates. And why not, right? Just based on the results, period. And I think a ton of that is, of course, before Missouri even got on the court this season. Dennis Gates made a real effort to have a relationship with Norm Stewart. And not only Norm Stewart, but apparently he reached out to all the other living former Missouri basketball coaches as well. And I just thought that was kind of an interesting move. And in The Athletic this morning, a long piece about Dennis Gates. By the way, the local media, I'm sure, is thrilled that the national C.J. Moore just flew in for a couple of days and got that kind of access. But you know what? That's why I don't go to the press conferences. Bully for me. But in all seriousness, though... I just thought Gates had a really interesting quote, one of many, but the one that really stood out to me in this piece was he said, quote, usually when you are empowered, you're less likely to abuse your freedom. Now, I just thought that really struck a chord with me, and I'm going to read it again. In fact, usually when you are empowered, you're less likely to abuse your freedom And my point here in bringing up Norm Stewart at first is, I bet if you had Norm Stewart, you you were able to take him in a time machine to the year that the three-point shot came into the NCAA basketball, I believe in 1986. You transform him today without seeing the last 40-some-odd years of basketball, and I bet Norm Stewart would get the bends a little bit. He'd be going, what What are these long shots that they're taking with, with two seconds into the shot clock, basically, that kind of thing. It would have been hard for him to take in. But the point is, that type of freedom that he gives his players, that Dennis Gates gives his players, whether it's Kobe Brown or Noah Carter, obviously DeMoy Hodge has the green light. And green light, DeAndre Golston may be the ultimate green light. So at times, yes, maybe they take a, a shot that's maybe a little bit quick. certainly by again 1986 standards Missouri it takes a lot of quick shots. But you look at the end result and again a top five offense nationally here for Missouri. can't complain about that. You can't complain about the results whatsoever even if it looks a lot different. And I do just think there is a lot of value in In giving guys that freedom. We can talk about human nature and politics and all that good stuff. But to me, when you just focus on basketball in particular, and it does strike a chord to me with just human nature in general, but especially with basketball, I do think that guys have to be empowered with a little bit of freedom, the freedom to make their own decisions on the basketball court, of course within the team structure and within what Dennis Gates and, and, and everybody wants the team to do. But at the same time, you have to be given freedom to mess up and make your own decisions. And when you are given that, well, ironically, yeah, you're actually more connected to your teammates, in my humble opinion. And that's where that sort of insight there at the end is you're less likely to abuse your freedom. Well, it's because you feel, again, the word is empowered. You're involved in everything. You're involved in the team. You don't just feel like, oh, I'm just out here doing what coach tells me to do. I think actually that is how I've always, I've believed this for at least 15, 20 years. That's how you get to the best level of basketball, ultimate basketball nirvana it's It doesn't come from a coach telling you to go every single step to take. That's not how it works. It has to come from the players themselves, how they work together. And getting there, I think a big part of that is, again, giving the players a little bit of freedom within that structure. So, again, I thought that was a really interesting quote from Dennis Gates. And as I've pointed out before, I not only think the guy absolutely is a, a basketball nerd or savant whatever you want to call it just is obsessed and passionate about the sport but I think he's also very passionate about sort of human relationships and nature and all that kind of stuff which I think he has a pretty good understanding of considering how well guys like Mabor Majak for instance gave Missouri some important minutes at Tennessee the other night Guy who hasn't played very much this season and yet has been has obviously been kept engaged on this roster and feels like he's a part of the team. You can tell that too. So great job by Dennis Gates once again on virtually all levels. So with all that being said, thanks again for joining me here on Locked On Mizzou. We'll certainly have a recap of the Auburn game tonight. Hopefully another Missouri victory. And again, thanks again for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On College Basketball, Isaac Shade, Andy Patton. They bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from the big-name experts, coaches, players throughout the hoops landscape. That's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So, until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou.